Why fill-in-the-blank sermon notes are so effective, coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at ReachKeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. This is Mike Holmes here in studio, and we're talking today about why fill-in-the-blank sermon notes are so effective for discipling your people and growing your church and helping people to become healthy Christians. We're going to be dealing with why, and we're also going to be covering how. But today's podcast and this YouTube video is specifically designed on why we should be doing this and some of the great benefits that it has. The next podcast, that we're doing. We'll be covering exactly how to do it with all sorts of demos. So make sure you take time to subscribe and make sure that you're with us here uh, at reachkeep.com. Whether you're listening to it uh, on our podcast channels at Spotify and Google and iTunes, or you're watching us here in YouTube. Anyway, great to have you here today. My name is Mike Holmes. I am the founding pastor here at Sinclair Baptist Church, and we use fill in the blank sermon notes for every single service that we do. Uh, almost okay. There's a few exceptions, you know, Lord's Supper and and uh, you know some Christmas things and a few things we don't. But we use this exclusively, and we believe it is part of our core values of developing fervency for God. We want our people to have a deep personal relationship with God, and we look at the sermon notes as a tool that takes us towards our core value. Now, I have several different things I'm going to be sharing with you. Uh, how exactly to do it. I've got a couple flashcards here for you, so stay with me. Also, at the very end, I'm going to give you the big, the one big tip, really, that makes the difference on how effective this really is. There's a way that you can you can end up doing really good sermon notes and work really hard at preparing them, have all sorts of preparation ahead of time into it, using that conscientious forethought, thinking it through ahead of time, and then through your presentation, you can blow right past your sermon notes and people don't fill them in. They don't know what's going on. They're confused. And I'm going to show you exactly how to solve that problem. So we're going to start right out with some of the big benefits that we have. And the very first one here is, it is what we call a sermon stretcher. It is something that helps your sermon go longer. (laughs) Now, some of you are like, well, I'm already in trouble in that area because I go too long. And I would say, generally speaking, most pastors prepare for about that much and only have that much time to get it in, but they still tend to go uh, a little bit longer. We're not talking about the minute lengths, but we're talking about the longevity in the minds of your people. You see, when someone starts to write things down, that retention level goes way up. When they've got pen and paper and and they're writing things down, and they're kind of scribbling in some extra notes there, and you're saying, don't forget to put this verse down and write this down and some of that, you create a people or a the crowd is the kind of people that are paying attention to the sermon. They're writing notes. They're filling in the blanks. They're getting everything there, and they're really grabbing what you have. So this takes your sermon, and it stretches it longer, longer into Monday, into Tuesday, into Wednesday, into Thursday, and it makes it where it has a lot more impact. 
And we know, we know, we know the reason that we preach is so that we can, uh, you know, change lives. I mean, we want to see people develop. That's why you gave your life to God is so that you can really, uh, you know, go out there, preach the word and see some revival come, see some people get saved, see lives change, see people grab hold of it and internalize it. And the more that you get them to write things down, and we're not talking about just the simple fill in the blanks, but they'll add, you know, add this verse in your notes. I mean, those kind of things. They will look those things up later, and you become the person that develops a studious group of people, which is a very, very important thing. So this idea of of expanding your sermon and making it longer uh, in that sense, and again, not like not like preaching until two in the afternoon. So the second thing we have is what we call active engagement. Now, engagement is the idea that during when people come to church, they're actually going to be doing things, okay? They don't just sit. We have a lot of people that come, you know, sit, and then they leave, and we complain about it. It's like they're never active. They're never doing anything. This way, when they come to our church, they get a sermon note. And I'm going to show you these specifically what they look like next week um, when we do our podcast on the how to actually do this. But it's, it's like a sermon bulletin or the bulletin that you have, but the sermon notes are on the outside. They're the most prominent thing. They're more important than your announcement about your chili cook-off or you know whatever is going on. Your sermon notes are the top thing, and people have to grab the sermon notes or you are handing them out to them. Everybody has one in their lap. You make sure everybody has a pen or pencil or something to write with, and then you actively engage them. And many of the hows of this will go through next week, but it's very simple to just simply, you know, say, and now on that very first one, here is the word I want you to write. Write this word right there, boom, and you tell them what exactly to fill in the blank. And you are teaching, they are writing, they are responding to what you're doing, and that is engagement. And the more that we can get our people engaged in a, on a Sunday morning, the less we have to deal with the number one complaint in America about church is that it is boring, okay? We don't want to be known as boring. We want to be known as engaging. And you can have them fill in the blanks. You can have them write different things. Some of the blanks that we use are not just like, you know, for God so loved the world, you know, they're filling it in there. But it's like we have a little square and it says, I want you to just take a few moments now and write three things that you are thankful for. And you write those things on there. And later this week, when you're going through your notes, you're going to remember that you're thankful for number one, number two, number three. And and you, you actually ask people to write their own personal notes in the notes. So it's this is not just a, you know, just fill in the blanks, but if they're actually engaged with you while you're doing it. This is a powerful, powerful technique that every church should be using to have some engagement. The last one here is that we like, and this is the one that's really kind of my favorite uh, in in the way. It's what I call uh, disciple-ish discussion. In other words, when you start to write things down, people sometimes will ask, you know, hey, what did you have in that blank or what did he say there? And many times they will write down words and they will start to talk about it. And then we create in our sermon notes, and I'll show you how to do this, we create follow-up questions 
questions. And we reference those questions on point three. It's like, all right, turn to the black and see or the back and see these uh, questions that I have. Look at question number five. I want you to answer this question at home. Talk to your spouse about it. Talk to your kids about it. Go to your Bible study group and ask, answer this question. And when you start to do that, you're creating this disciple-ish kind of environment. Now, I know disciple-ish is probably not a word. Maybe disciple-esque would be the better word that you would like there, but uh, disciplizing them, uh, whatever the word would be. But you're starting to kind of create an environment where there is question, there is talk about the sermon, there's discussion about what is going on. I think in the book of Acts, chapter 2, you know, it's after they, uh, you know, they, uh, all the great things happened. It says that they, you know, they uh, broke bread and they were at other people's houses and stuff. And I don't think they were just like talking about a football game or talking about the weather or whatever. And like, oh, time for the sermon. Another guy comes in the house and preaches a sermon in their little house or whatever. I think there was discussion. And I think they talked about things. In fact, Jesus had all sorts of discussion in his, uh, you know, his ministry uh, that he actually had. Hundreds of questions were asked by the disciples and asked by Jesus to each other that were there recording, uh, you know, all this inquisitiveness. And part of being a disciple of Christ is not just having a head knowledge of, okay, after I get saved, I get A, B, C, and D, I do this. But it's like, why does B happen before C? And, you know, why is this thing happening? And you create a discussion venue when you start to do this. So the idea of having sermon notes is so that you can really stretch your sermon out there, is so that you can really engage everybody, and that you can engage them in discipleship and growing in Christ. Now, lots of times when we talk about sermon notes, there's, we have some you know, people, there's some pushback on it and like, well, I don't do them because this and I don't like this and I don't like that. And I wrote down some of the common uh, questions that are kind of answers that sort of come there. Uh, you know, here's, here's one. It's like, I don't have time. In other words, I don't have time to create a sermon note and get it printed and get it out to everybody. And to me, it's like, you don't have time to disciple your people. You don't have time to help your people have an active spiritual relation with God. You don't have time to do that. It's like, of course we should have time to do that. We need to make time to do that. If your sermon preparation is like, say, five hours or whatever, then, and I'll show you this next week, take another half hour or whatever to create the notes there, you know, you're really, that's, the, that's what's going to make the application happen. That's what's really going to be. And is it, and of course, part of I don't have time is like a lot of hard work. Well, duh. Of course it's hard work. <laughs> it's supposed to be hard work. We're supposed to do hard things so people can grow in Christ. It's supposed to be hard for us so it is easy for them. So taking time to take your message and take it apart and come up with good questions and good fill in the blanks, of course, is hard work and a, and a difficult thing. And there's times when I go, boy, I'd sure like to just preach a, a message without the fill in the blank notes. And and from time to time, you get lucky and that happens. You know, you get to you get to do that. But folks, when you start to see the benefits of what fill in the blank and active people writing down and asking questions and, and 
fact, one of the questions I or have here is that uh, sometimes people are distracted because they're like they're leaning over. They go, what did you have in that blanket? Or what did you? What did he say there? What did you fill in? And and they don't know. But what that really is is people asking questions to each other about spiritual stuff. I I think that's great. You know. Now there's some techniques to help them to know exactly what to to put in, and so they don't come up to you afterwards and say, "What was that point number three in that little blank?" There's some ways to keep from that happening, and once you kind of get done this for a while, you don't have hardly any of that at all. But that it is hard work, and the distraction side of it is a positive distraction. If two people kind of like start talking about that, then afterwards there might be some more discussion about that. And what better could you have than after church people talking about your sermon and uh, you know just all the cool things that are in it there? Um, the uh, other one I have is, is is the idea of it's it's sort of you know well some people are going to be coming in there and they're going to be trying to guess the blanks and they're going to try to fill them all out and I'll give you some techniques on how to deal with that there are some if it says for God so love the blank they're going to you know they're going to fill it out but there are some ways and and it is okay again people are thinking about the sermon ahead of time trying to figure out what you're going to say these are positive things not negative things the last one I wrote down is that it's it's just the uh, you know it's hard to get it done on a, a on a Saturday night when, when all that and that's why sermons need to be premeditated. That's why you need to have this conscientious forethought, and you have thought this through ahead of time, and you're starting to work on your notes way ahead of time. That's why we advocate sermon series, and that's why we're you know we we really push and try to teach you to you know kind of do some of this stuff ahead of time because you are not just preaching a you know 30, 40 minute message. You are a world changer, and if you're a world changer, you're going to start before Saturday night. Okay, let me just say that again. If you are here to change the world, if you are here to change your community, you are not going to be letting the world changing the greatest activity, which is preaching, you're not going to let that thing just kind of, you know, trail off till late Saturday night and put it all together. And then, oh, I don't have time for notes. I don't have time for illustrations. I don't have time for, you know, extra verses. I don't have time for Bible study questions afterwards. No. World changers, okay, community changers, people changers, family changers, okay, have this premeditated desire. They're like way ahead, like man alive. Sunday morning, I'm going to change these people, and I'm going to have these good notes, and I'm going to have this very thought out, and I'm going to have all this done ahead of time. And yes, that takes a lot of hard work. So I hope this has been helpful for you. Now, one last tip. Here it is. This is what makes it really good, and I will give you some more details on this in our very next podcast that we do. If you do these great notes, and you can come up with some fantastic notes. I'm going to give you great ideas how to use fill in the blanks, and how to do verses, how to do grids, how to you know draw lines. You draw a line from here to here, how to save a blank, and then come back and fill it in later. All of those things are great stuff. But if you just preach off of like a manuscript, or if you preach off your regular notes, you can sometimes blow right by the, the fill in the blanks. The fill in the blanks is not the, uh, uh, you know, just some extra that you tag on. It becomes the heart of the sermon. It's the part they're taking home. 
It's the part that they're engaged with. It's the part that they're going to touch. And when you get to that call to action and you have them write down their own prayer and words in their own prayer, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do. When you you get to that, you're going to go, man, this is the best thing ever. And if you blow by it by the way you do your notes or if you preach off an iPad or you preach off, you know, some type of a manuscript, you're not going to be able to do that. The way to do it is to preach off the exact same notes that they have in their lap. So what we do or what I do is I take time to get my my notes after I get them all printed out and I take my entire sermon and I put it onto the folded piece of paper that they have, and I have some extra stuff on the side. We all have that kind of stuff, some extra verses I want to mention here and there, but I will show you how to do that. But you preach off the exact same notes that is in their lap. What is in their lap and what is on your Bible is the same piece of paper, okay? The exact same thing. And then when you get to like point three, they're at point three. You don't blow by anything. You give it to them because these are the things that you've got to do. Boom, boom, boom. And they're right, right, right. They're getting it down. And it's changing their heart, heart, heart. It really, really works well. So I'm very, very excited about this whole, uh, the pastor, the preacher, and the pulpit, this series that we're doing, and helping pastors uh, to become more than just mouthpieces, uh, more than just, uh, uh, you know, speakers. But you are leading your sheep in addition to feeding your sheep and using sermon notes is one of these simple simple tools that we have so next week join us we're going to be showing you a lot of demo stuff show you exactly how to do some of these things on your little word processor how to get those things printed up and how to make an absolute difference in the lives of people so thank you for being with us here if this is helpful do me a favor and share it right now with somebody Or, if you've never done this before, subscribe to us in the podcast app that you're using or subscribe to us here on YouTube channel. You can just hit the little subscribe thing and then there's a little bell there. If you hit that, that means you'll get notification. And every week we send these out on the weekend to help pastors be the very best they can be and have a better Sunday than it was before. In fact, the name of our podcast is the Better Sundays Podcast. And the reason for that because we believe that every single Sunday should be better than the one that you had last week. Self-improvement, breakfast of champion, evaluation, getting better, sharpening the axe, all of those things are super important and we're here to help you do this. So this is Mike Holmes here at reachkeep.com and you can find me there at reachkeep.com and find my information. Uh, We do a lot of coaching, a lot of helping with other uh, avenues with churches, but I'm so excited about this whole thing on the pastor, the preacher, and the pulpit and uh, we've got great stuff coming up ahead for you. Make sure you subscribe and we We'll see you the next time here at the Better Sundays podcast. Oh, you actually, at the very end, there's a couple little things. You can actually hit those and watch another video. You can watch uh, some of our, our other channels that we have on the preaching, uh, the pastor in the pulpit. So love to have you uh, click on one of those buttons and continue to watch. So thank you much, and we will see you next time here at the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Mm-hmm.